Hello, and welcome to episode 55 of Man vs. Business. My name is Les Janes, and I am here with my co-host, Sean McMenamin. This week, Sean and I are discussing the topic of mission, vision, and value statements. So, with that, let's go ahead and start the show. So, Sean, how are you doing today? Good, Les. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. Good. Um, so, uh, we thought we'd kind of uh, change gears a little bit. We've been talking about quality and quality activities and tools and a lot of the information that resides on that area. And we, we decided we'd kind of jump track a little bit here and start heading down the leadership pathway. So talking about some of those uh, leadership activities. And, and I think the best place to start with that is talking about mission, vision, and values. And, um, you know, that's, that's a, a great starting point for any company that no matter where they're at in their, in their life cycle, if they're old, new, if they've got one, they should reevaluate it. If they don't have one, they need one. All right. So I was going to so jump why, in. So why do they need one? Okay. Well, I was going to jump in first of all right here and say, people, don't hang up. <laughs> don't, don't not listen to this podcast. Yes. <laughs> you know, why, why would they not, well, not listen? Well, you know, a lot of people, a lot of people think, oh, mission, vision, and values, um, they, they, they don't, companies typically don't live by them. So they're really just words. And, and that's why I think we and can, that's unfortunate. Right. And, and that's why I want to, I definitely want to talk about it because I think it is, it is a, a good, um, foundation. If you do it right as an organization, it's a good foundation for, for guiding your, your folks in the long term, right to the near term. Because you can always okay. go back. You can always go back to those statements on any given any given conversation, business related conversation with anybody throughout the organization. So then that leads to my, my first question. So if you're gonna do it right, what's the best way to, to make sure you do it right? Is this just a leadership activity or is it a whole company activity? Well, it's the leadership activity that sets it they have to okay. set it. Uh, and, and and when I say set it that's not as specific as I need to be the vision the vision of the organization really does have to be set by the upper management okay including your board of directors your your c-level folks and with input from you know maybe the VP level or whatever that that, that third level from the board is that the vision right. of where where the company needs to be has to be set at that level. Now, the mission, okay. the mission of the company and the values of the company really have to be organically driven, not by having 300 people in a meeting saying, hey, what's our, what's our values? But it's, it's a time period of listening, of listening to what the organization, if you can, if you can take your, your company as a, as a living body, what does that body tell you its values are? What does that body? Right. What does that body's mission um, seem to be? Because if you're not a brand new company, then you can't set those things and, and set expectations for. Hey, yeah, you know, we want everybody to to um, carry along this this path in values and and mission. Now, when I say that you have to listen, you have to listen to give yourself this starting point, the starting point of your your mission and your values. Um, 
do you once you listen and you understand what what you feel the values are and when i say you it's it's a group of people now you're talking about that that vp or upper management level uh, along with the c level of of an organization feedback to everyone say hey this is what i hear and what i see and you have to there's no wrong answers everybody has to realize that that you need to listen because if you have people in the organization say no i can't believe that's not the case or I can't believe that is the case, then you're going to have a hard time. Then, then, then that you can tell that that person has an agenda. You really have to be open-minded yeah. about what you're hearing from the organization. To me, that's the start. Right. right. All right. And, then, and that doesn't take one day or an afternoon meeting or a, a golf outing where you figure this out. There's, there's got to be. Yeah, this is usually a, a long, drawn-out process. Right. There's got to be a, a plan for, for hearing what the, the pulse of the organization is. And then when, when you take that, categorize it, and then see if that, is that is that something that supports the overall vision. So everything's got to support the vision. And, right. and might you have to tweak what you understand as the foundational values and mission of the company? You might. So now this is where you take, you take what you hear and mold that into a, a mission and values statement that can that can really guide the workings of everyone in the organization. That's so what I, I think say. that, um, so that, yeah, that was awesome. Oh, yeah, so that, <laughs> you were saying, you were saying, when's he going to stop talking? No, no, no. So, so just so that everybody's on the same page, uh, because I do know that, um, I've seen a lot of organizations get the mission and vision kind of twisted around, mm. not necessarily the values, but, a lot of times I see mission and visions turned around. I think we, to make sure we're all on the same page, the vision is wh- where you're trying to go, what you want to be when you grow up, so to speak, um, what you're trying to accomplish in the long term. That's what I see the vision as being. And that's, um, and that's why I say that that's a board of directors and C-level organization, you know, because they, they are the ones yeah. that have to support the necessary steps to get that vision accomplished. Right. And the mission is what you see yourself as currently, what your goals are, how you would wrap a statement around what you're doing and what you strive to do on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And so you're trying to wrap a, a statement around something that the organization as a whole can look at on a daily basis and know how they're supporting that mission. How do I, as a frontline person, support that mission? How do I, as an administrative assistant, support the mission? Mm-hmm. How do I, so on and so forth. The core values are kind of your belief system within your organization. What do you truly believe? Uh, what are the skills, the behaviors, and the beliefs that you have within the organization that make you up and that you truly want to drive? And that's the one I kind of feel has to be developed uh, from both sides, both the leadership and from the employees. Mm -hmm. Uh, You don't want to just set out something that just leadership sees and the employees don't buy into. So that one's one that I truly believe takes uh, truly listening to set up a good series of of, uh, core values. I couldn't agree more with you, Les. That's that's exactly the next step in what, what my thought process is after you listen and then you have to have mm-hmm. you have to have communication between the organization and the committee or the, the the management level that is tasked with coming up with a written value statement and mission statement. So you have to have communication back and forth. 
you know, if, if people are, I don't know, I don't know why I think of the bad things first, you know, if they're always late, if they're always late, you know, you, you could, you could sit there and say, Hey, what, what we hear, what we see is that punctuality isn't something that the organization believes in. You know, you don't go point somebody out, you know, in a big group, you know, you take care of things like that. Their manager should be taking care of things like that. But, but, you know, communicating with, with the group as a whole and saying, you know, this concerns us because, you know, our long-term vision is, is to make sure that we accomplish, well, really that would be in the mission, accomplish, you know, on-time delivery for customers. And if you can't, if, if, if the pulse of the organization isn't on time with their own personal steps in getting to work and maybe getting to uh, finish projects and things like that, then then it will bleed into the mission of the organization. So communicating is very important. And how you communicate is very important, of course. Yeah, so something to add on to that um, and I, that I think is very important is that so you as leadership are formulating this, you've listened to your employees, you've gathered information, you've put something together, and I think the first thing you've got to realize as a leadership team is that you all now need to walk out of this room arm in arm and be consistent in your message. Because just like, you know, the, you know, the horse being able to smell fear, you know, your employees are going to be able to smell whether you know, this is yeah. something you truly believe in. Yeah. And so, you know, hash it out behind do- closed doors, just like parents would. And when you come out and you talk to your children about this whole process or your associates about this process, you know, you need to be singing the same song all the way across the board. Because here's the thing, what's going to get buy-in is going to be consistency and walking the walk. Yes, yes, definitely. The grapevine is very strong. Yes. When, when that grapevine is made up of a big, huge, yeah, yeah. <laughs> middle. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. The, um, there's nothing worse than, than understanding a, let's see, um, a message that has to go out and then finding out that one of your colleagues didn't think it was as important as the rest of the organization, you know, said right. it was. And, and, you know, that'll, that'll drive a wedge in everything that you do because if, right. because if, if, you know, one person in the management team, uh, shows some dissent with the other, with the rest of the team, well, then the making stuff up along the grapevine becomes quite rampant. Well, and then you also start to, uh, cultivate, uh, fascists, you know, uh, start cultivating groups of people that align with yes. Yeah, is, is fascist the right I'm word? I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure either. Um, you know, you start cultivating people jumping on different bandwagons. Yeah. You know, if they're saying different things, mm-hmm. uh, but if you're all saying the same thing, you're you're now aligning everybody in the same direction. All the schools of fish are swimming in the same direction. Right, and let's let's go to that side of this coin. And why it is important, and why I didn't want people to, you know, hit stop on their their uh, listening <laughs> device, is like like I mentioned in the beginning, it's it's a powerful message if if it is consistent, especially through the leadership team, so that when somebody does something good or contrary to the mission, vision, and values, you can always go back to it and say, hey, how does that support? 
what we all truly believe in doing what we're supposed to do for the for the customer. Now, all right, I, I will say it's not a plug or anything like that, but we, at the organization I'm in now, we put our value statement, our values, on the bottom of every presentation. It's on every piece of literature, and it's something that we point to all the time. And one part, that's great. And I won't say, I, I, you know, anyway, the whole thing. One part of it is real customer service. Real customer service. So what does real customer service mean? Okay, if what you're doing provides real customer service, then you are in line. If what you're doing does not provide real customer service, then let's think of another way to approach it. Right. Reframe it. Reframe it. Dependability is another one that's on our that's on our list. Being dependable. So making sure that when you are providing that real customer service, the customer can come back to you and know for sure that you're going to be dependable dependable on whatever you committed to. Right. So and so yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, no, no. That's what it, oh, I was gonna. I was gonna say. So that kind of leads me into my next point, which is when, when you've got this all hammered out. I think the the next activity is that you have got to display and print and show it everywhere mm-hmm. on the walls, like you said uh, at the bottom of your presentations. Um, you know emails in your emails mm-hmm. you know and making sure that you're pointing it out constantly uh to your employees because yeah. uh, that's how it's going to latch on it's not going to be a light switch and that's right I guarantee it's going to take time it is, right yeah it is not a light switch where you're just going to put it out there and all of a sudden everybody turns their head a different direction and starts flowing that way no mm-hmm. that's not the way life works yeah. <laughs> pretty much anything yeah it's true you have to have patience yeah. as as a leader and that's that's a good topic or a good point to make in any of these conversations that we have in a leadership role you have to have patience i know you want to get things done fast typically people that are moving up the ladder in an organization have been sharp and quick and and one thing that i have learned is that that being sharp and quick it's good but you know what slow yourself down when you're making decisions that that need to stick Kind of like this mission, vision, and, and values. So, so it uh-huh. can't be something that's quickly off the cuff, because if you have things that are quickly off the cuff and they want to, you want to change them later. Well, then you don't get that long-term buy-in because it's the it's the topic du jour. You know, you worry, you always worry right. about changing too often. Now, you know, always improving, improving is is acceptable. And we talk about that in our quality discussions. So that's always right. improve. Just don't change because it wasn't as good as it could have been, you know, the first time through. You didn't yeah, don't through. change on a whim, exactly. in other words. Exactly. Yeah, it needs to be calculated. It needs to be well thought out. It needs to be hammered and tested. Yeah. And, you know, making sure that you've got it as good as you can. But you're right. There's always uh, approaches towards continuous improvement. Mm-hmm. Um but hopefully something like this you've thought out well enough that you're not changing it very often. Right. If you're changing it in less than five years, you probably didn't think through it well I agree. enough. I agree. You know, I would say five years is kind of the line right there. Yeah. So. You know, I don't want to jump around too much, but a, a thought came to my mind. Um, and we've been talking now about, you know, vision and mission because it is kind of short term. And, and it's your steps on, on what you're doing. But the vision, and when people talk about vision, you know, you see a lot of people rolling their eyes. I think the best part of a vision statement really um, grabs the employee 
as to what the what the overall um, purpose of the company is. So I think you know a vision you know a vision to provide clean water to you know third world nations. You know that's that's a vision that is out there. It's going to take a lot, but you're you're good with providing input to the organization that supports that long term goal. You might never see it, but right. so so to me, people should pay attention to the vision, even though they, they might be an hourly worker or somebody that, that uh, is not high on the food chain in an organization. But think about it when you are setting a vision or you look at your vision in your, in your organization, is that something that, that pulls at your, your heart and your conscience to get you to work every day? And, and is it something that you want to celebrate mm-hmm. when you get halfway there or mm-hmm. you get a third of the way there or you get all the way there? You know, is it something that you can celebrate as a team and understand why you're celebrating? You know, so, yeah, I think um, hearts and minds yeah. is a big part of this. You know, the the comment of, you know, we've heard from uh, some of our our quality friends. Uh, it's all about changing hearts and minds. <laughs> yeah, everything's about changing hearts and minds. Because hearts we are, and minds, it is. We are rational beings. Yes. Emotional. No doubt. I'm sorry, emotional beings. Emotional, and we are. We try to be. We try rational. to be rational, but uh, I, I misspoke. We are. We are emotional before we are rational, for the most yes, part. Yes, that I would agree mm-hmm. with. Yeah, and some of us are more emotional than others. <laughs> <laughs> some of us. We, uh, some of us need to be more emotional than others, and that's why my empathy score is way not, down. Yeah, we're not going to. We're not going to tell which one of us is which, though. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying. We'll let them figure it yeah. out. <laughs> So is there anything else we should touch on on mission and values and visions? Uh, just, yeah, my only advice is it's it's not something that uh, you should forget about and roll your eyes at. And if you are an uh-huh. up leader in an organization, pay attention to it. And, and you know what? Challenge it if uh, you don't think the company is living up to it. Yeah, very good. Very good. In fact, you know it's kind of working if you get employees to actually – uh, use it by calling out other employees or, or, you know, trying to get everybody going in the same direction. You know, somebody from, you know, the front line is actually doing something to kind of drive towards your, your core values or your, or your mission. You know, you know, it's starting to stick, you know, it's not just leadership driving it. Another, another litmus test might be if you run into a dilemma in your organization, whether it's a moral dilemma, technical dilemma, some dilemma, yeah. And you've got to make a decision. You look back at your vision, mission, and values and see which side of of the answer will your mission, vision, and values fall on. Yes. Right? Well, and I've also heard that uh, you can use, heard people using their their core values as a way to uh, prioritize decisions. It's mm-hmm. true. You know, because sometimes you might be making a decision that goes against two of your core values or something like that. And it kind of helps you decide, you know, which one you should choose possibly, you know, hopefully it's not going against all of them, but you know, all right. So here's something that's kind of funny. And I wanted to, I wanted to get it in here and I say funny, not aha funny, but, um, odd where, where you you talk about core values and the silly sports radio station that I listened to in the morning, one of the guys on there, the commentator, he, he made a comment a couple weeks ago. He said, uh, I don't understand this when some politician or some head of an organization, somebody pretty prominent in the community gets up and said, I violated my core values and I'm sorry. Well, then 
it really wasn't a core value. A core value <laughs> cannot be violated because you would get to that you would get to that that point and say that's not what I believe in. I'm not going to do it. Right? Yeah, Come on yeah. now, you cannot have you, I, no, you cannot have a core value uh, okay. that you violate. It's not a core value. I agree. You violated it. I agree. It can be a core value. You can violate it if you realized you violated it. If you don't realize you violated it, I would agree with you. But it's not core. If, 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 yeah, it is. Because we're all human. You just said a minute ago we're all emotional human beings, and sometimes we're not always at our best. All right. So say say we're not perfect. Like a, so, so give me an example. Core, that, that'd be the way to go. Core value to me is is smoking, whether it's marijuana or cigarettes. I'm not a smoker. I like no, 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 no. Like wait a minute, wait a minute. Pick, <laughs> pick your core value that you had at your organization. You listed two of them there. Pick one of those. Oh, what was one of okay, them? Okay, uh, dependability. Okay. What if there was one day where you you had promised your customer you were going to do this, but your girlfriend was asking you to do this, and you had to make a decision that kind of busted that core value of being dependable right. as far as your customer saw it. All right, I see you trying you to You had get, to make a decision. I know, but the You thing had is, to make a decision. The thing is... You you now you, you have you have some personal wait you have some personal core values and one of those might be I don't let let down my girlfriend ever so I'm gonna have to break this core value well, over you here know, you plan and and everybody's gonna listen oh, oh, everybody in, everybody in the audience is going oh boo hoo you know he's he's I'm wrong st- I'm stubborn I'm stubborn on this <laughs> if it's if it's the customer wants you at their site you know a week and a half from now but but uh, you know you one. One, if the customer wants you. What customer ever wants you in a week and a half? They always call up two hours before and say, hey, I need you here in two hours. I never have a customer that does week and a half planning. Okay. But then you can go to dependability. Is it, is it reasonable to be dependable from the customer? Is it reasonable for the customer to expect you there in, a, in an, an hour or a day without you saying, you know, no, I, have prior, it's not. I have a prior commitment? Dependability doesn't mean okay, do whatever but, anybody says. But, but you've just put on your deal, on your letterhead or whatever, and your customer saw that and says, hey, you're dependable. Even if I call you two hours beforehand. Well, no, that doesn't say even if I call you two hours beforehand. But anyway. I'm, kind of, I'm kind of arguing with you just for the fun of it a little bit here. But, but no, I, just, I kind of think that there might be situations where we're not perfect. In, in my book, there was only one perfect person. Mm-hmm. You know, That's true. You know, and we won't get it. We won't get into that mm-hmm. discussion. But you know, a little bit of religious topic there. But um, but we're all human. We're we're all emotional beings, like you said. And we have to sometimes make tough decisions. And there are times. Now, you brought up the example of a politician. They're probably breaking their core values well, every day. All core values. I would agree with yeah. you right yeah. there. I do agree with you. But when you're a person that is truly trying to uh keep all your values but then one day you slip and break and you say yes i missed that one i sure. i totally tore that one up but i'll be doing better next time and i put this in place to help make sure i i try not to do it again you know mm-hmm. i i think that those things happen you know and so because if they didn't man we'd be all marching robots that never make mistakes and I haven't found those people yet. <laughs> I don't know of somebody that has never made a mistake or never forgotten something or never truly 
uh, believed in his heart, you know, I, every day I try my hardest, but this day I'm feeling sick and, you know, I've got a fever and I'm still here at the office, but right. this customer wants me, you know, I'm letting them down today. Right, it's just too bad. We, we, we better stop here because yeah, <laughs> it wasn't very high. Your what wasn't high very high score. Yeah. <laughs> it's gone downhill Get right now. Down. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> You're killing me, Smalls. I know, I know. <laughs> well, that's why we like having these discussions. That was, that's, a, that's a good topic, though. I mean, that, uh, I think that if you can get your employees doing 99% of their best all the time, you have reached a pretty good milestone. You know, if I could get that out of each one of my employees, I would be a pretty happy camper. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So is there anything else we need to talk on, touch on? Um, no, I think just, I think that point of, of so the care and, and, and use it, use, yes. use this, the topic that we're talking about here, mission, vision, values, use it, use it to the advantage of your employees and your customers, you know, so that, so that you speak a more common language. And if you don't have one, you need one. I think period. So. Yes. Yeah. I, I can't, I can't imagine any organization in the world, not having, uh, you know, a mission of vision and core values. Right. It's your, they really need to have that. So. Your, your rallying cry. Okay. Yeah. That's right. That's right. You need that rallying cry. Okay. With that, we'll go ahead and end the show here. We will talk to everybody next week. You all take care. See you, Sean. Bye, Les. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Man versus Business. Please note that neither Sean nor myself are business consultants. We just have a strong passion for discussing all things business. Please remember to visit sigmatree.co to see our other podcasts, our business ventures, and our blog. And by the way, you can also drop us a line from the message page. Again, thank you and have a good week.